tell us what's going on at the Kennedy Center. Oh, wait, you're not there. Honestly, I have this 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 uh, vision that the mice and cockroaches have established this whole society mm-hmm. and taken over the building um, and will not be very happy to have us return. No, I wouldn't think so. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, a, it's like what I imagine Disney World is like now, just a, a, yeah. cat, a cat fiefdom. Yes, uh, it's just feral, <laughs> feral cats, <laughs> raccoons everywhere. Right. But like well organized with spears and signs and headdresses yeah. and like yeah like any good Lord of the Flies uh, setup yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, my, my only hope is that they're actually making good use of the facilities and you know putting on productions and. Yeah. Oh sure, I'm sure they are, and you know being respectful of of, of property and right mm-hmm. all that lovely stuff. There's so much ceiling height in that building. I was just thinking for like <laughs> tiny animals, be like there's so much space we cannot use unless right. we're, I mean, unless they have owls. Like there's really right. nothing. Or bats. Or bats. Who is, yeah. But in all seriousness, for one second, who is that? Is, it, is, is there, like, security there 24-7? Like, what's there, the... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a Socially distanced security? Yeah. Um, security is there. There is a, there is a house cleaning crew that uh, does sort of keep things, uh, you know, from getting... Falling into disrepair. Falling apart. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even with, you know... They, they they furloughed quite a large percentage of the staff. Um, I'm one of the 10% of people in education who are still working. Oh, okay. Uh, um, mostly because the work that I do is largely digital. So right. that was- Well, you were one of the people working on the Mo Willems classroom. Yeah. 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 And in fact, we're, we're doing some additional Mo Willems stuff now. And we've got a few other things coming at the end of the month with Mo and some other folks. Um, yeah, and I just I was very lucky that it was an easy transition for me because it was already the type of work that I had been doing before mm-hmm. things shut down. Um, but uh, yeah, they've pretty much closed the building to staff. If you need to go in to get something, um, you have to have written permission. Um, they're really tracking, you know, who's coming and going pretty strictly. Sure. Um, and just trying to figure out what's next. Uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of plans for things that we might do, um, but everything depends upon dates at this point. Yeah. We, just, we just don't have a lot of confidence as to when, you know, when, when it's going to be safe. Well, and whose jurisdiction does the Kennedy Center fall under? Because it, it's in D.C., obviously, but D.C. being such a you know, not exactly yeah. a home-ruled city. Um, yeah. Is it, and it's on federal land, I believe, mm-hmm. right? So is it Parks Department or who, like, who do you, who do you guys report to? Um, you know, part of it depends upon when DC opens back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some conversations I, from what I understand being had with the mayor's office. Uh, the, 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 the Kennedy Center, you know, is really three things. It's, um, it's the ticketed performances so it's mm. you know it's a, at the uh, theatrical and musical venue like any other around the city um it's an education department where work is done you know some of it's done in the building but a lot of it's done in schools so if schools are closed that hampers the work we can do there but it's also a memorial and there is a certain obligation to have that memorial be accessible to the public so it's quite possible that um, the memorial side of things, meaning the public's ability to just come in the building and walk around, 
um, may be one of the first things that opens up. Mm. That, but that depends upon when DC opens up. So is the whole building a, mor- a memorial? Um, pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's, wow. it's, you know, it's referred to as a living memorial. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Sure. But, <laughs> but, but it sounds nice. Yeah, it does. And, it sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks nice on a grant application. So sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think, well, I think, and I think the idea is that yes, there's the bust and there are the inscriptions mm-hmm. on the walls and all that kind of stuff, but then the actual performances and the experiences are part of the memorial as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is open to, like, you can obviously just go in, mm-hmm. in, in normal times to the Kennedy Center, and I have, and just walk around and hang mm-hmm. out and get a coffee and sit on the veranda and, as my girls love to do, watch the planes. Yeah. Uh, you can make that part of your day, and it is lovely. So that does make sense to me, but, like, <laughs> it is, unlike the other memorials and monuments in D.C., it is right. 100% indoors. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, we were, we were told once in a staff meeting that the um, – busiest hour of the day for the building Mm -hmm. um is 8 p.m and that's Mm. and and you would think well okay millennium stage is at six and then shows start at seven and you know but really why it's so busy is because at that point in the day um everything else is closed Mm -hmm. and everything else that's free is closed Um, but tour buses show up basically for air conditioning and bathrooms Mm -hmm. And at 8 p.m., we have those available. Mm-hmm. Sure do. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and plenty so of lovely docents to tell right. you. So we're, 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 we're basically a version of the Maryland house. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 95 humor. Here we are. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> the Maryland house. Oh, my gosh. Um, which is a hilarious landmark. I'm just getting sidetracked here for the Maryland house. It is a funny, like, when people are traveling between here and north of here, and they're alerting me to the progress. It is oft an oft quoted landmark. Well, we made it to the Maryland house. I'm like, oh great, you're is that 20 miles away? I don't remember. It's not yeah. very far. It's not very far from here. Yeah. It's like good get have some KFC on me or whatever they have. I can never remember what they have. I see Roy Rogers at one point. Oh, weren't those the days? The Roy yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They're coming back. There there are a few here and there. In, there's uh, still Montgomery one at County. Penn Station in New York too. Like they're yeah. still mm-hmm. hanging. Somehow that never became a Hardee's. It just stayed yeah. at Roy Rogers uh god uh, god bless him i guess i don't know <laughs> i was having the, this is just made me think of i was somebody posted pictures on facebook the other day of their first this is someone older than both of us posted pictures in, of their first trip to new york in 1982 mm-hmm. and it was just you know random photos of the things that they saw and the the comments and my own sort of reaction to it even though i, I was two um was a general sense of like of that nostalgic pull which i feel gets stronger as you get older and i've also though begun to think that nostalgia inside from being a very po- like powerful emotion is a horrifyingly dangerous one sure <laughs> and yeah. one that i i think is just it, it like i think it's more dangerous even than people kind of realize it, because yeah it's an unfulfillable wish and the older i get the more i look back on it and go god that would have been fun and of course it like you know everything was just the same as it ever was back mm-hmm. then as it is now like it's all the same people doing all the same stuff the technology was different or, and the trappings were different but 
it's very yeah. much the same. And if you were living through it, you know, people in the eighties had nostalgia about things in the fifties and sixties and like going back, you know, Oh, sure. Item. Sure. Um, and yeah. yeah, but you saying Roy Rogers kind of ticked me that too, because yeah. it immediately took me back to being in Delaware on 202 and deciding whether to go to the Roy Rogers or the McDonald's. I always chose the Roy Rogers and mm-hmm. it's gone. It's, just, it's not there anymore. Yeah. It's a Boston market now, which is horribly yeah. disappointing. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a depressing thing to, um, I grew up in, uh, Germantown, mm-hmm. uh, Montgomery County. And I don't get up there very much because my family doesn't live there anymore. Um, but driving around up there and just looking at all the things that don't exist anymore, which include like my high school, which has been torn down and rebuilt mm. and uh, you know, places that I've worked that are no longer there, but also, you know, the house I grew up in was torn down and rebuilt. Oh, so wow. Like none of the stuff that and history has decimated your childhood yeah. in a pretty serious <laughs> right. way. Right. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, uh, not a lot of reason to head back for nostalgic. Uh, sure. You know, well, and just, I mean, of course, like not that you'd be the guy sitting outside of your old high school looking at it, you'll get arrested if you do that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there is a, yeah, I mean, I do, it, it, there, they recently announced some building on CUA's campus, which I mean, we'll say, of course, uh, but they're going to build a whole new dining facility near the law school. And I sort of remember like, it's funny that I graduated from college, hang on, 18 years ago. I was about to say 20 years ago, but it's not quite that. And I, the way my brain works is I always do, I don't know why, it's like symmetrical math. So I think of like, oh, if I graduated 18 years ago, then I back up 18 years from when I graduated and be like, oh, that's the same as the people like when I graduated who graduated in 1984, looking at the campus and being like, oh my gosh, like this is so different. And it really does make me kind of go, again, it has that powerful pull of like, it'll never look like that again. It'll never be the place that it was when I went there. And CUA is wildly different because they've changed the, they've torn down so many buildings and built so many new ones. And it does give you that general sense of like, you know, (laughs) it's a yucky feeling. (laughs) My, my, my college as well. I went to St. Mary's in Southern Maryland. And Mm -hmm. um, at the time there just, there was not a lot to it. Um, so it's not so much that they've torn down, but they've just added mm-hmm. and, you know, added a lot of facilities that partially I look back on with fondness, but partially I look back and say, boy, it wouldn't have been nice to have had that library when I went there. <laughs> as opposed oh, to that's the- funny. I never think that. <laughs> Like the the un, undeniably the facilities are nicer now <laughs> yeah. way than I went yeah. there, but I also could sort of think I mean they were so much nicer than what people even like five years before I went there had to deal mm-hmm. with because um, I went to I started going to college right at the dorm revolution when like building nice dorms was something that they, people were doing to attract students yeah and it it like the people who graduated not that far ahead of me in high school missed that experience entirely so like my i lived i was very lucky to live in relatively nice dorms and like dorms was always something they were selling on campus actually right. something that in, in 1998 cua had way over american university which was the other school i was looking at and like au's dorms stunk and yeah. like cua had some quality dorms um yeah. i wasn't paying terribly close attention to the educational aspects otherwise i might have <laughs> gone to a different school but the uh you know it, that so like that maybe that it's because of that because i didn't know like the dorms now are nicer but still like nice is nice you know it's a dorm i have no yeah, yeah. so yeah. i can imagine if the facilities were were 
lower grade, you might be like, well, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't have a, you know, a proper performance venue. Um, you know, our, oh, our, yeah. Okay. Our, our theater was uh, um, a, a big black box and a small black box. Mm-hmm. And our music performance space was just a basically, a, I mean, it was, you know, it was, wasn't, it was finished, but it was basically a large concrete box. Sure bleachers and um and it's only been recently that they've been actually you know installing proper facilities for the performing arts yeah that would be i I would say like having gone back and taught at cua and seen the the excellent uh media facilities they have there now compared Mm -hmm. to when i was there which is when they were literally just starting uh right but that also get yeah okay never mind i get grumpy about that okay fair enough (laughs) i i sort of forced my uh my the music department to start a an electronic music lab um for purely selfish reasons because i had gear that i didn't want to have to keep in my dorm room so Mm -hmm. i you could put it under lock and key under yeah yeah and uh you know volunteered my services to 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 maintain it which basically meant that i have my own private studio (laughs) (laughs) hey man you got to work the system any any which way you can (laughs) it's college what else is it for (laughs) 